You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Stateside Podcast. My name is James Macmillan. Uh, tonight we are missing a co-host. Neil Engel is uh, double booked himself tonight. He's working on a project. So fuck you, Neil, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. We love Neil. Uh, over in the corner we have our trusted producer, Andrew Carrion. What's up, Andrew? What's happening, man? Yo, yo. <laughs> there we go. Dude, we keep talking about having like, do, 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 those, you know, shitty radio sounds. That's what I'm doing. There you go. There you go. Uh, tonight's I a guest. Story about this app later. Oh yeah, what yeah. was that called? It's a cat app. Well, that sounds like a cat app. I'm a, I'm a cat fan, so we'll have to we'll have to chat. Um, tonight's guest is Adam Pike. What's up, Adam? What up, yo? Adam is part of the stateside roster. Dear friend of mine. He's working as a producer, mixer, engineer, songwriter. Uh, he tours with a, a little band called Red Fang, where he takes care of front house duties. Um, Adam, you just got back two nights ago from tour. I did. That's right. I'm still like eight hours ahead in my brain, but I'm yeah. happy to be here. Eight hours ahead, so it's like something in the morning. Yeah, I'm still, <laughs> so, I'm still asleep right now. Right, exactly. It all depends on what time you arrive to where you're, you know what I mean? Like if you get, say you get to London at eight in the morning Mm -hmm. it's gonna feel fucking late as shit right you're gonna feel like it's It's bedtime right midnight yeah Yeah, it's gonna feel like midnight for you but you have a whole day ahead of you exactly it's it's so hard that's why every time i go to europe now or i mean i've only been like three times but uh the last time i went me and my wife tried to plan it so that we got there later so you get there in the evening so you can just go crash it's hard to do that's one way to do it uh i've heard that like right when you get there you're supposed to like work out like, just push through it. Just push through. Yeah, That's yeah. yeah uh, I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't do. He, I don't do that. About, of course not. But well, because you're busy too. That's the other thing. Well, it's not we, like you're just we, going alone. We've gotten smarter over the years. We just fly over there and like have a day off, versus uh, flying there and like playing a festival, right in front of ten thousand people. You know. Yeah. Which we used to do. Oh, so the first day is a day off. Yes. 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 I know. God, you always look at like tour schedules of bands and you know, you look at Jimmy World, they're in Japan one night and then fucking Australia twenty four hours later. Yeah, shit's not easy. Playing some giant festival. Not <laughs> it's, easy. And it's not like they're just going to Australia to go hang out. They're playing the fucking yeah. download festival or whatever it is. You know? Oh yeah. It's I remember so crazy. I remember like we did a, a festival tour, flew into Spain to open up for Iron Maiden. Right. Not a big deal. Like 20,000 people, no sleep. Somehow we pulled it off, you know? But Fuck's never sake. again. Never again. Yeah. No, because it's, I mean, it's just, not only is it not fun, but you're you're going to suck at what you do. Yeah. <laughs> you as the you're crew phys- is going to suck. You're physically there, but, yeah. you know, you're not going to be 
Um, yeah, get, let's get right up on the microphone. I think Andrew's looking at us. Um, so explain to the audience what you do as a day job. Obviously, I explained you're a producer. Um, you know, sort of a quick bio when you started, you know, working as a producer, sort of the timeline as as Adam Pike, as it were. I get fuzzy on the timelines, but... Oh, um, God, I can't remember yesterday. Sure. Uh, I wear many hats, I mm -hmm. guess. Yes, you do. I, like God, you mentioned, do you? I do front of house for Red Fang. Right. <clears throat> they keep me pretty busy, but... And that's been how long now? Um, I think officially I started doing it in like 2010. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's longer than I thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. But other than that, when I'm home, I have a studio called Toad House Recording. Mm -hmm. um, that's in one building that also has a bunch of rehearsal spaces, which is Toad House Rehearsal. And then a block away from that is another building that I lease, just rehearsal spaces, also right. a part of Toad House Rehearsal. So you're producer, mixer, engineer, you master records, you tour with Red Fang, and you're sort of a landlord. A landlord to like 30-some-odd <laughs> bands. Right. God yeah. damn, man. Yeah, you're a hustler. I mean, you know, it's people like you, Adam, that every time I feel like, look, because I'm doing a lot too. I, I have two full-time jobs. Exactly. One of which is like three jobs. Um, I'm managing six people's careers. There's yep. a lot on my plate as well. But every time I feel like I can't do it or I, I feel like, oh, I'm complaining, I look at people like you and I go, nope, <laughs> you're not even close to there. Like, for sure, stop complaining. Oh, there's always room to complain. Yeah, well, for sure. There, there's definitely room to complain, but it doesn't get you anywhere. I mean, it doesn't. No, it really doesn't. Um, so, when when was sort of the first time you, you know, classically, you actually produced a record? Wow, that was well before Red Fang. Hmm. That would be one of the first, actually. Uh, that oh prehistoric dog record, um, I helped out quite a bit on. I mean. Yeah, they had the songs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, <laughs> but you, know. you know, I was like adding keys and like just they were open to anything that I suggested. Sure. Um, I wouldn't say I was like a full on producer of the record, but that was pretty much the first time I was like, wait, they're this is a great band, a eh? yeah, and they're taking my direction right and being okay with it. You're like, I can see. Like, myself wait, wait a minute, I can do this. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's fucking great. I mean, what a good you're. I was going to say you're so lucky, but there's a lot of things that lead up to you being in that room to begin with. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, it. I, I was very fortunate to, to uh, get to work with them. You know, they were a new band back then. Right. <clears throat> I remember getting done with that record and being like, I think this is good. Mm -hmm. And nothing, you know, they toured their ass off back then, but uh, nothing really happened yeah. with it. Right. I think they got signed to like Wantage and like Missoula. Yeah. They, which, you know, they put out a couple shitty CDs and some vinyl. And by shitty, I mean just like, you know, sticker on the CD case, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> but then it was like two years later when they um, they hooked up with Whitey and did, did a video for it. Right. Then then it got serious. Is that uh, Prehistoric Dog would have been the first one? Right, right, yeah. right. It's so crazy. Like for people who are listening and, and don't know... Red Fang is a, a, a Portland-based band, hard rock, borderline metal at times, just fucking ripping rock and roll, really stripped down stuff. And the band I used to play in called The Days and Nights, we used to play with them c quite a oh, bit, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. At, like, bar shows, and we'd open for them, they'd open for us, sure. whatever. And I was at those shows. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I remember, you know, those guys, two of those guys worked at the Shanghai Tunnel, right? 
Yeah, John, Brian, Brian and John. Brian and John. Yeah, and yeah. they were buddies with Nate, the guitar player in the yep. Days and Nights. Yeah. And so anyway, they're just local dudes, fucking bearded Portland paps drinking bros. And they still are. They're, yeah, they're just they still huge. are. That's right. And now they're fucking touring with, you know, Foo Fighters and Mastodon and Slayer and like just killing it. Still just dudes, though. Just still just dudes. If, but, they were, if they were more than that, if they became more than just dudes, then I wouldn't be there. You wouldn't be there. Yeah. I don't have time for that. That's a huge, that's a huge point. I mean, there's a reason it's, that. It's the truth. Yeah. And it's almost like across the board, I only hear good things about them. Working with them. They're rad people. Being buddies with them. Yeah. And I mean, I, I definitely know I know John probably the most, and I barely know him. So like I, you know, it's I'm not that close to them, but he knows who I am, and I know who he is, and he's n- always been super cordial with me. And uh, like I just remember them being, just like I was saying, just a couple of Portland dudes. They were in a band. They were just slugging away, and then like, oh, and it seemed like it was overnight, but of course it wasn't. It never is. But no, you know, they worked their ass off. They worked their fucking asses off. You know, in the span of like six months, I remember just I kept hearing about it. I was like, "Oh, that video came out. Oh my god, it has how many millions of views? Wait, what? Now they got sure. signed to Relapse. Wait, what? Now they're playing with who? Like, you know?" Yeah. And it just and now we're we're here today. We're you guys just got off a month long tour in Europe, um, and and you guys had dates with the Foo Fighters backed up a little bit before over that the summer, over yeah, the yeah. summer, and then. Uh, you guys did the South America dates with Slayer. It's just it's it's outrageous. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it never ceases to impress. Never. I'm so that's actually one of the questions I have for you is, you know, since you you've been doing this for a while, producing, mixing, uh, you master records as well. And by the way, Adam is a talented songwriter himself. He's been in a ton of bands. Um, so what is that like trying to now? <laughs> basically run a day job from home as a producer running the studio running the building while being gone all the time stressful right talk about that for a little bit like how how does that work for you because there's definitely people out there that are in similar situations whatever um walk of life they're going through but like how does that work for you and if you have any tips or um find good help Um, I have an assistant right now, Mike Moore, who I basically just pay to be me. He knows like the ins and outs of, it's mainly the rehearsal studio that needs the most tending to, Yeah. um, you know, dealing with all, all those bands, something's going to go wrong, you know? Right. Um, and he's my guy that, uh, handles that while I'm gone. Okay. Um, yeah. He also does sessions at the studio here and there, um, did you know him for a long time, or did you hire him? No, of? he, uh, wow, how did we meet? And was it like a... He just wanted to, I think he just wanted to come in and do a session. This is many years ago. Right. And we built a relationship. He started bringing gear in, and I was like, well, hey, man, I kind of need help on this other thing. Yeah. I'll help, and I'll pay you to do that, you know? Yeah. Just be me, please, because yes. I need somebody I can trust. Cause, you know, there's money involved. There's, like... Right keep the place clean you know so that's the keys it's like people who are in the similar shoes as you they can't you can't do that lifestyle without having someone replace your physical presence back at home not possible right yeah now but as far as the producing mixing you know the studio stuff 
you, I know me and you have talked about this a million times. Like we, we still want to get someone in the studio to kind of fill in some of that void. But oh yeah, I'd love it. And if you're listening, all you me, yeah exactly interns, all you young engineers out there, <laughs> assistants exactly. Please, that that would be really great. In fact, for all the guys, we're we're always open to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that's you know because representing you as as a manager, it's hard to if I have something come through or I think it'd be a good fit for you. In real time, sometimes it's like, well, Adam can't do it because he's in Europe right now. Like that mastering thing we just threw your way, that just happened to be like literally the night you got home. Oh, really? Yeah. It was like, it was, it was something I've been talking to them for a while. And then, you know how it is, they contact you and then two months later you hear back from them. Sure. <laughs> so they finally were ready for the songs to be mastered and they reached back out. Yeah. And I just, I was like, oh shit, Adam literally just landed tonight and he's perfect for this. Boom. It worked out. But I'm going to get on it. Yeah, exactly. And so In a couple of days. I, I emailed them today about it. So. That, I think that's the challenge for people like you. It's like, you know, you don't want to give up the touring gig because it's so good and it pays well. And these are your, your brothers, you know, they're your road dogs. And also worked out, you know, studio, at least for me anyway, um, you know, not a bunch of people want to book a bunch of studio time around Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. You know? Right. So. Timing is everything for yeah. sure. I mean. You know, but January is like booked, and the guys are going back on a Canadian and U.S. tour with uh, Black Label Society. But I, I turned it down. Really? You know, because I'm like, Your booked. I, I, well, that, and it's like I need. They know I need time to like focus on what I have at home. Be a person. They, they know that. See your girlfriend. Be a human being. Yeah, I mean that. How, that's their jobs. Is, that's right. They don't have jobs. Yeah. Unless, and, and they're, they're making the road. Share and yeah. yeah. If they're on the road. They're working, you know, so... Without prying too much into their life, but, you know, because I don't want this to be about them, but what... How did they... How did... I, look, because I, I grew up playing in bands. I toured a lot when I was young, and I... That's all I wanted. I wanted to be in a big band. I mean, you know me. That's what I was pursuing doing for so long, but... It's really hard to do these days. It's really hard. It's really hard to do, and over time, as I got older, I started to realize, like, hmm, I love being in a band. I love recording. I love writing. I even love playing shows. But I don't like being gone seven, eight months out of the year. Sure. That's the thing that I never could get over. I like being home with my wife. I like having a, a you know, a home life of some sure. sort. Um, so how do, how, how do guys like that handle it? Because I mean, you guys are meeting tons of bands that... I mean, it's not... I mean, it on. They're constantly gone. It's just that they make it work. They make it work, yeah. I mean, it goes back to what I said earlier, like... They're just rad guys, and, uh, yeah. you know, we have our little lover's quarrels every once oh, in a while, but, like, course. there's never any knock-down, drag-out, fuck-you fights, you right. know what I mean? It just doesn't... doesn't they're grown men, they're grown you men. know what I mean? That's right. That's one of the things I love about Red Fang. They're grown men. We're not talking about 22-year-old dudes. Yeah, the ego is, is left at the door, you That's know? Right. This is a fucking job. Yeah. Treated accordingly. Yeah. It's, it's one of the tips I give to bands all the time, like... You know, you ask a band, all right, what do you want? And they go, we want this to be our job. We want this band to take off. Have you thought about that? And you're really? like, yeah, have you thought about that? <laughs> like, are you treating it like your job? You're like, would you show up to your day job just fucking drunk and not giving a fuck and like a total fucking asshole to the crowd? And Right. No, take this serious. Yeah. Take it really seriously. I mean. Have fun. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. I mean, sometimes get yeah, a little, little tipsy. Loose, for sure. <laughs> but don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And if you are a dick, apologize. 
Well, and especially towards the audience, like these people bought tickets who knows how long in advance. They took off work. They maybe yeah. they got a babysitter. Maybe they paid for parking. Maybe who knows? Like their car got broken into while they're at the venue. Right. These are people's lives and it matters on that night to treat them accordingly. They fucking showed up. Give them the show. Give them know? a show. Uh, that is definitely one of the things I appreciate about those guys. Um, so this is something I, I ask all the guys that are in this room, especially the the producers, or specifically the producers. So, you know, obviously you produce, you mix, you master, work as an engineer. Out of all those things, what is what is your favorite thing to do? If you, if you had to pick, gun to your head, what's what's the thing you want to do the most, and you want to do more moving forward? I, I would I say uh, I would say mixing. Andrew, is that not what everyone says? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's like. Is it? Oh yeah, it's the yeah the, yeah. That's the art. Yep, that's the art. You know. Yep. That's at least for me. I mean, that's. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit, be, sit here and be like I'm an artist. But no. That's the fun part. Well, you, you, know what you I mean? are. I mean, that's the thing. Is you know we can laugh about it, but that's why guys like me exist. Is to take some of that shit off your plate so you can be an artiste. And you don't have to hit up guys for deposits. Like, hey, you still haven't paid me that exactly. second payment. <laughs> but yeah, that's the fun part. You, know, you get in there and create. That's you know? right. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, that's, I think, 100% of the time. Has, has anybody said anything else? I think Stefan made it clear that producing producing is like going to war. You know, he's like, it's um, it's valuable in the way that it's hard you know, you get in the room with a with a band for a month. You gotta straight. be the general. And... Yeah, and it's just fucking all these stories and twelve hour days, and the drummer can't get the take, or you have to massage the vocalist to get that right thing, and like whatever it might be. Finesse, finesse. Yeah, and that is draining. It's fucking exhausting. And my hats off to the guys that do that book. They book them back to back to back. You know, they just literally are producers one hundred percent, and they they send it off to mixing. There's not a lot of them. Um, well, you know, there used yeah. to be a producer. That's right. A mixer. Well, a, <laughs> a mastering engineer. Dude, and that's right. <laughs> I mean, back in the day, engineer. yeah, it was like doing a movie. Yeah. The producer was yeah, like yeah. the director of the film. He was the bird's eye vision. He produced it. And then, you know, so there was the engineer, or like two engineers that ran the board. Yeah. Plugged in the mics. Got ran the, the tape guitars and ran the tape. Yep, ran the tape. Yeah. There was or, one or guy to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. And, there's the runners and the assistants. Oh, man. Imagine. I know. Could you imagine? God damn it. We did. We were just really game. young. We were just really young. Yeah. I know. We just missed that era. Um, what are you going to do? Well, that leads me to a different topic. I mean, so since we are out of the era of, you know, a huge team for every record, and now everyone has to be, you know, producer, mixer, master, engineer, you got to wear a lot of hats. At least you should. Yeah, to to, uh, to survive, survive. Yes, yeah. At least you, you minimum have to be a producer, mixer, engineer, minimum, in some capacity, without question. Now, so what does it mean to you? Like you know, in 2017, almost 2018, technically anyone can go and buy a Pro Tools rig. They can go buy, you know, a, a Mac, whatever. Get some microphones, and they can track their band. They can watch some YouTube tutorials, learn how to mix <clears> it themselves. Right. That's my favorite joke with new bands. If they ask me, like, oh, man, can you mute, mute that guitar? I'm like, I can look up a YouTube tutorial about it and try to keep deadpan on them. 
just to see their reaction. Most of them just laugh. Most of them just laugh because I can't hold a straight face. But I've gotten a couple bands are like they look at each other. Wait, is he being serious right now? Fuck man. Yeah, you're. Did we just blow blow this shit? (laughs) (laughs) Did we pick the right guy? Awesome. Did we pick the right guy? (laughs) It's usually not Um, muting a track. It's usually something a little bit more like. Can you automate like? Right, right. You know what I mean? You're like this ain't my first rodeo. I'm like, well, no. I'm just kind of like, hmm. I can look it up though. I'll just give me like five. <laughs> it's on there. YouTube is, yeah, it's on their YouTube somewhere. But I guess my question is like, why, you know, it's a dumb question, but why do people have to go pay a professional today? What's, what's the argument for not just doing it yourself in a basement somewhere? Like why, I mean, I, I could go on this, this one topic for three hours, but I'm just curious what you think. Like what's the reason to hire someone like you instead of do it yourself? Well, I'll just say, you know, yeah, what you're right. You can go buy all those things and do that and make a record. Right. And my thing is like, try it. Such a good answer. You know, like, you know, people have done it. Right. Good luck. Godspeed. Some people have been successful at it. Sure. Know? Yeah. I uh, was a guy, uh, a soldier guy, that hip hop guy came out a few years ago. Um, soldier. The guy that started to put out like a track every week or something. Yeah, I mean he was doing that shit in his bedroom. Andrew, you might know you're more clued into hip hop. Uh, Macklemore, right? <laughs> uh, uh, well, anyway, yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, not Soldier Boy, but one of those guys. Soldier Boy, yeah, that's what, okay. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. and he was doing that shit in his bedroom. You know right. what I mean? And the shit was hot. But he's not anymore. Let's don't get it twisted. F- fair enough. Yeah, but if you're talking about like a full-on band, you know, like a yeah, rock band, yeah, yeah, give give it a go. Yeah. And maybe you'll be awesome at it. Yeah. Maybe you'll need some help. Right. And maybe yeah. you'll spend twice as much money once you realize That's you need thing. some help. That's always the thing. I can't tell you how many times bands have come to us saying that thing. Like, well, we gave it a shot. Um, and they did a pretty good job at the tracking part. And now they're like, uh, we can't mix it to a level that sounds like it's good enough to be on Spotify or the radio. And, you know, how are we going to get signed on this music? You know, it's just like, well, I don't know what you guys expected. But I was young and cocky too. Yeah. Like, I, I, I and went poor. in and, that's the other and poor. And poor. And I get that. <clears throat> I mean, money is what it is. That's why I got into engineering. Like, I did a record with a band when I was young and I fucking hated the engineer. He didn't do anything we wanted. Yep. So I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to learn how to do this. I remember you telling me that, yeah. <clears throat> I wasn't good at it. But, you know, after, like, going to it, school yeah. and then, like, doing training, you know, yeah. and then getting, like, real experience. See, you just said something, though. You went to school. <laughs> like, And I you did. went training. You, you paid your dues. I think the, the thing for me, why it's, it, it's so important to talk about this topic, is, like, you guys are actual tradesmen in the industry. You're one of the last few people that is like a plumber or a welder or someone that literally trained to do it. You were an apprentice, you paid your dues, and now it's an actual profession. I would never expect to know how to be a mechanic just because I watched some videos on YouTube. That's something that takes years to learn how to do or, you know, or whatever. Uh, I mean, if you're changing, like, your headlamp or your <laughs> yeah, headlight exactly. or something. Like, right. If you can't do that, then you're just an engineering is not for you. It's not for you, yeah. Yeah. But um, you see my point. It's like I get there, there. there's a reason that, um, yeah, and, and not just the, like, professionalism or the, the skill that guys like you possess. It's also, it's just a good idea to have a third-party objective opinion on your music. 
an outside from a different angle under a different light. You know, even guys like Stefan, who, you know, his band Shelter Red, look, he tracked his music. Then he himself, who's pretty like, that guy's pretty, he's not arrogant, but he's really confident. It's like, I got this he should shit. Be. He's great. He's great. He's got every reason to be that way. Even Stefan. Don't let that go to your head, yeah, by the way, Stefan, if you listen to this. <laughs> your head's big enough, and we'll talk later. Uh, but even Stefan went to Fort Collins, Colorado, and had his music mixed and professionally mastered by someone else. Even that guy. And, he'll, and he uses it all the time as an example. Like, look, there's a reason that I did that. Yeah. It's important that I go get a different perspective on this thing. And he could have done it. He, yeah, and it probably would have turned out fine, but maybe it wouldn't have been as good. Maybe it wouldn't have that fresh set of ears on it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. He's right. Yeah, I was just curious what you thought of that. It's, it's something I like to ask all the people that are in, in here because it's, you know, it's something that I, as a, a, a manager of people like you, it, it comes up all the time. All the time. Like, well, how about we... Well, you know, we don't have a lot of money, so how about we try to do this, and then we'll send off to you guys for that portion. I'm like, cool, you can do whatever you want. That that's fine. I I've done but that. Do it, yeah. Like you said, cool. Yeah, <laughs> give it a shot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, there, there, I think there's there's a reason for everything and or an answer to everything. And some people it works out for them to just do it by themselves. Um. It's here. rough though. Yeah, it's rough. Like when I was in White Orange. It's playing, recording it, mixing it, but had Stefan master it. Yeah. I should have let somebody else mix it, but it was a money issue. It was a money issue. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The, so. the money issue is very real, and I get it. I mean, I, I get it. It's, it is what it is. You know, and that's why for us, I mean, we really do try to work with everyone's budgets. It, it's not just something I say. It's like it really matters to us that we figure it out. Sure. I mean, otherwise, we this wouldn't work. I mean, we understand that some people have a huge budget or they have label support or whatever. And then some people are like, this is all I have. Me and my friend worked at Target and a saved up time. money. Like, a <laughs> yeah. long time. Sure. It's not up for debate. It's just this is what we have. Sure. Can you do it or not? And I, I would hate to send them down the road just because of that. So. Yeah. We try to make it work. Yeah. Would not want to send anybody down the road. Hell no. You can be flexible. That's right. I don't have that much of an ego. No, exactly. Especially with like, you know, younger bands. Like we know that that younger band we worked with a while ago that yep. that was like, you know, they just had what they had. They didn't have that much money and we liked them. They fucking rocked. They were super nice guys. And it would have been a a, a disaster or a, it would have been really sad if we just let them go because Agreed. That. Yeah. Those, kid, those kids ripped. Let's just say who it is. Say <laughs> Yeah, say yeah. We're just whispering over here. They're like they're fucking awesome. Like one of the kids just turned eighteen, like in the studio. The rest Ethan? of them were eighteen. It was just like what? Dude, that guitar what? player, <laughs> Ethan. Right? Ethan, that's guitar player. He no, it wasn't his birthday. It was. Uh, but he's I, a guitar player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's yeah. a. Fucking he's one of ripper. the guitar players. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Two of them. Well, anyway, that video you posted was like. That was one take, Jake, on that what shit. What am I watching? Yeah, eighteen. Yeah, yeah, Andrew, like this kid. I I, I videoed the second one world just for evidence, but we kept the first one. Mm. I'm like, you kidding me? He's like, yeah, I've been practicing that while. He's like, what? Uh, what? He basically <laughs> gave me what? 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 He's <laughs> eighteen. I, I, see, I love that man. I love the, the youth mentality. Like, 
He wasn't cocky about it. He yeah. just kind of gave me like, hey, I do this a lot, man. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, it's funny. He, he told me, he's like, yeah, we've been practicing like every day. You know, we, they listened. They listened. Know? Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. It's like rehearse, be rehearsed, record yourself, one mic in a room. Use this know? time to your advantage. You yeah. get this three days or whatever it was, like, let's make this thing happen. Yeah, it's rad. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm, let's keep, uh, keep that band on the radar. It's, it's funny just cool seeing shit. my Instagram floating here. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that happened. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, dude. Your oh, yeah, Instagram that wild. I forgot about that. Yeah, for the listeners, we're, we're looking at Adam's. Is this your personal? Yeah, this is Adam's. Adam B. Pike is the handle, at Adam B. Pike. A lot of, a lot of good shots of him on the road and shit like I that. I guess when we went to South America and the, the record that just came out was on the, the flight. Oh, yeah. The, that's so crazy. <laughs> oh, that's in the airplane right there? <laughs> yeah. Wow. We didn't, we didn't know, but I think David and I were sitting together, and somebody next to him like, mm-hmm. was scrolling through the music, and he was like, oh. So oh, then shit. he was looking at him, he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Right that's us. Record that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Only Ghosts, the, the record Only Ghosts, that was per, produced by Ross? Yeah, Robinson. Ross Robinson, yeah. And um, Barisi, is that right? Joe yeah, Barisi Joe Barisi mixed it. Yeah, yeah. Who did they e- have master? Evil Joe. Do you know? Uh, was it Joe as well? No, I don't remember who mastered mm. it, to be honest. Here's. There was, it was like a little hectic. I remember like mm. Joe had a death. I think his mom passed away when he was supposed to do the record. So we were like, everybody was like brainstorming who to mix, have mix it. <clears throat> oh, and really? And then on the, the, like, the last day, it was like due in like three days. And Joe came back and was like, I can do it. Wow. So I, I imagine it was one of Joe's guys that mastered it. But I don't know that for sure. I remember, um, I, I happen to know how much Joe Barisi costs to work with, only because the Days of Nights reach out, reached out to him in like 2007, something like that. Sure. 2008. Just a shot in the fucking dark. Like, hey, would you work Roll with us? Dice. <laughs> and we had to go through a manager, the whole thing, and the manager's like, yeah, Joe got back to us, or to you guys, he listened to the band, he really liked what you're doing, he said he'd work with you, uh, for twenty for twenty grand, and we're like, <laughs> well, geez, right now I'm bartending and <laughs> Draper's I, I, a waiter. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I have no you, idea what the guy is like, paid, so yeah. I, you know, yeah, that's their business. Oh, of course, I, I of course, actually care less, but that's that's their. And that was to then. Deal with. That was then. Yeah, and who knows? I mean, he that could have been a fuck you price. It could have been like, you well, know, yeah, it's let's just know, take a shot. Maybe they'll right. pay twenty grand. These fucking rich see if kids these kids are rich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you never know. Is daddy paying for this? Is what's going I on? I mean, the, the the guy is a beast. Joe Breezy's done oh, yeah. some of my I thought favorite he did a great records. Job. Yeah, I do too. I'm like finding you here. Actually, I'm not, I'm gonna strike that. I'm not gonna say what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, it, remember this is recorded forever, Adam. <laughs> I have to remember that all the time. It's funny. I, I uh, when I first started to do this podcast, I was a little more nervous about it, and the more we do it every week, I, I'm I still watch what I say. I'm so aware we're recording. Sure, I gotta be me. <laughs> oh yeah, I just got I gotta fucking be me. Well yeah, yeah. Um, you look exactly like you right now. Oh really? By the way. Good. Yeah. Cool. From what I remember, success. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like James, you look really different for some reason in this podcast. <laughs> Why are you wearing a, a hot dog outfit? I think I said that because I saw someone with a hot dog costume on your Instagram there. Oh, yeah. Well, so let's let's talk about, you know, if you had a 17-year-old producer in the room and they were just starting out, what would be one of the things that you would 
recommend to a young guy or gal starting out as a producer, mix engineer, all of the above? What a seventeen-year-old one? Like, yeah, because they're starting young now, man. They're like, you know, I get hit up by some young kids that are go out there and do work, man. Like, work. get out there and get experience. Right. Not saying that seventeen-year-olds don't have experience, but there's no sub- substitution for just work. Yeah, you know, put your hours in because you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna learn from every session. Yeah, and you I, don't know it, whether you think it or not. Like you don't know everything. I I don't fucking know everything. Yeah, and everyone's sure. path is different. I mean, you didn't start producing till well well after you were seventeen, for Christ's sake. Oh yeah, way later. And um, way later. And you don't know that path until you go through the things you go through. Like for you, it was playing in bands and being yeah. on that side of the world, which I think helps a lot. I do too, and like immensely. It helps with what I'm doing. You know, I I can talk. I can. You have more uh, empathy, yes, like in a session, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And when I communicate with bands about budgets or whatever it might be, I know I. It's not just a thing I say. I literally know what it's like. Yeah, I've been there. Like, yeah. I fucking know what it's like. I mean, you can have a guy that just like knows all his frequencies to the T. You know, like could, yeah. could build an API console, but if he's never played and been in a band and yeah. been out there, it's kind of like yeah. Hmm. No, I, I agree. Don't know, man. Oh no. Yeah. Get out there. Right, there's a reason that, like, you know, like if you want to be a detective or something, you have to be a beat cop for a certain yeah. amount of years first. Or, That's a good analogy. Yeah, yeah or whatever. Uh, well, what what do we got on the clock there, homeboy Drew? Like a 45, 32 minutes. All right, I I think um, let's take a little pee break because I got to piss like a madman because I've been drinking 17 drinks over here. All right, I have a soda water, a beer, and a coffee, and That's I had it. a coffee like an hour before. I got I'm just putting it back. Let's cross streams. Let's yep. Let's cross streams. Compare dick sizes. Um, mine, probably bigger. I'm just saying. Oh, probably. It's not, it's not a big deal. Not to be weird about it's it. Big dicker That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take a little smoke break, pee break, beer break, coffee break, break break. Break, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. <laughs> and then we'll come, come back. That's the official sign that we are back with the cat in the room. Where's that cat? And where the fuck is that cat? I keep hearing it. Where'd it go? Oh, there it is again. I mean, you just moved into this space, right? Yeah. I didn't see any cats when I moved in. It's weird. No, that is weird. Well, did everyone have a good pee break? Yes, I am uh, Successful? Empty. Good. I'm empty right now. Me too. It's great. Empty bladder. I don't think Andrew ever pees on this show. I hold it. Yep. It's like the full <laughs> bladder, Mexican you know. way. Keeps him on edge. <laughs> yeah, keeps him on edge. It's always moving. Keeps him tight. Uh, <laughs> focused. I used to, when I was young, I convinced myself that needing to pee made me a better drummer. Clearly, it didn't. It made oh, me man. more anxious and weird. Brutal. brutal. Yeah, right? There's all these weird neurosy things going on in my head. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You know, 
And then I realized that smoking tons of pop before I play drums wasn't a good idea. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's the worst. Unless like you're jamming around like yeah. by, like with like friends Lighting and like the same kind of vibe, but like it's the worst. Like before a show or something. I've, Ugh. I've done that at Lola's no. room before. It was a bad idea. Bad idea. Bad idea. I mean, yeah. drumming is a job. Whole joint. You got to hold this shit down. Yeah. Like you're the one guy that's gotta be <laughs> on point. Yeah. If you blow it, then everybody's Everyone gonna notice. Fuck, it. man. Dropping the ball live. Oh. <laughs> God, it's nothing worse than that. I've been pretty fortunate, but yeah, and, and I for some reason I smoked the most pot when I was in Shelter Red. Yeah, and that's the one band that you should be really like focused. I didn't know you were in Shelter Red. Technically, I started the band. Yeah, that was me and the bass player Austin and then started jamming. Stefan moved. Yeah. Stefan moved in. <laughs> that was in it for the first handful of years. It's like 2002 or something. Yeah, a real long time ago. I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't move here till late two thousand two. So it was definitely still math rock and definitely instrumental, but it was a little bit more like a perfect circle kind of melodic okay. type. Well, I, I did not know that, that about you. The first yep. yeah, I was the first drummer. Yeah, the first like EP that was me. But yeah, anyway, Crazy. eventually Stefan got more robotic and even he just became better at everything. So it's just <laughs> like, well, I guess we'll just have him do everything. Now. <laughs> it just made sense. It, I mean, it wasn't my thing. I needed to be in a dumb rock and roll band, so I went and started the Days and Nights. It suited me better. Worked out pretty well. Worked out yeah. pretty well. Fucking yeah, knocked yeah. It out of the park. Man. Yeah, I man. love those drums. Yeah, yeah, totally. Really catchy yeah. drums. <laughs> I think that's important too for any musician or really like anybody in general. Like, know your place. Know know what you're good at. Yeah. Right. Have some set like sense of self. It's important to know your strengths and your weaknesses. Don't try to be someone you're not. You Agreed. Know? Agreed. If you're not a natural leader, don't start a thing. Don't be the leader of a thing. If you're not a, I don't know, you know what I'm saying. Don't be in a math metal band if you're more of a, a just a, a folk singer. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you're, if you're, you're more, more of like a Bob four on the floor one. guy. Just saying. <laughs> well, welcome back officially, everybody. Um, sounds like it was a successful break. I hope everyone at home got a chance to pee. Uh, this is the peeing podcast. We care about your bladder. We care about your bladder. Take care of yourself. Yes. Let's talk some uh, tour stories, Adam. We usually do some current events. Uh, we will definitely get to the, the world events, but I want to hear about some of this tour. Um, you guys were gone for this a last long one? time. Yeah, this last one. You guys, were, it was like a month. Is that right? It was a month. Yeah. Yes. 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 Pretty much to the date. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> uh, yeah, it was. Um, you know, Red Fang, it was Mastodon's tour, and uh, we were mid-support, and then Russian Circles opened up, and <clears throat> I had met the Mastodon guys briefly, Yeah, rad rad people, they sure. treated us so well. Sure. I hadn't met Russian Circles, even though I was a fan, and uh, we shared green rooms a lot, not mm-hmm. all the time, but you know when... On this tour? Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. So we got to know each other really well, and That's just awesome. had a blast. Is it two guys in Russian? Three. It is three. I yeah, know Austin Dave, uh, Mike, and uh, Brian. Hmm. I admittedly don't know a lot about them. I just know that it's something I'm pretty sure I'd like. It's really good instrumental music. Like they should be writing scores for. Oh, I was, really? ta- I was talking to him about this. I'm like, you should be writing scores for like all the movies. So what are they more? Is it so? It's not very mathy, right? Not crazy mathy. More like Mogwai kind of thing. Ish. Way heavier mm. and darker. Gotcha. Um, I highly recommend them. 
moodier kind of thing? Moodier. Yeah, okay. For sure. And they were the middle, or the, the opening They were the opening band. Gotcha. Yeah. But they had done a couple tours this last, this year, and I think late last year. I think they had done, this was their fourth tour, I think, with Mastodon. Look within at, a year, <laughs> you know? Look at that billing, Andrew. I know, man. Isn't that crazy? We're looking at the, the tour poster, uh, the official Mastodon tour. It was a great tour. Started in November, ends in December. You guys start in Berlin, go all the way to Poland, Austria, Germany. That's crazy, man. Yeah, and Macedon crew was amazing. Like, yeah, uh, you did an entire week in the UK. Yeah, which is that's nice. What they do now, well, right? those short drives in the UK. I, I was oh, all about it. Brilliant. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That, that's exactly what somebody from the UK. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Cheers. Bye brilliant. On. Yep. I love the UK, man. I've I've always enjoyed it. You know, there's parts of the UK that can be like kind of country bumpkiny. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. There's something about it, like the missing teeth thing, and <laughs> oh, I, yeah, it's not talked yeah, about but... that much, but <laughs> it's it's funny. My experience of the UK has not been that of a proper people. It's like the opposite. <laughs> it's like <laughs> God, right, God, right. it's like super. Come again? Yeah, yeah. Like, huh? And after like the fourth time you say "come again," you just say "yes." Yes, sure. I agree to it. And the further you're north saying. you go, <laughs> and then you're Manchester, and it's like, huh? <laughs> Then you obviously get in Scotland, and it's all over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Glasgow. I remember the crew. The crew guys were, like, the local crew guys were just amazing. And, and Super nice. Glasgow. Yeah, and just, Scotland's like, the best. just, it was, like, a competition with them, how fast they could, like, load gear. and Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, if they ask you a question, you're just, like. Yeah, slow it down. Whoa. Hold on a bit. And then, yeah, that was kind of the joke. We are just, like. Yeah. After the fourth time of being, like, what? It's just, Yes. Whatever you just asked me, I might have just like <laughs> I might have just signed a but, like away, an ounce but... of coke from you, but um, yes, yes. <laughs> Did you guys play Edinburgh? <laughs> no, we didn't. Sorry, I love, is I love it Edinburgh. Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Yeah, exactly. Edinburgh. Right. It's not Edinburgh. Yeah, Edinburgh. 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 And Gla- or Edinburgh. Glasgow. Not Glasgow. <laughs> Correct. Glasgow. I think. I think. Yeah, I still. I've been there twice, and I still don't really know. Um, that's awesome, dude. So what size venues were you guys doing? I think it varied a bit, right? Well, we had, uh, the ones with Mastodon were, um, cause we did like five or six just. Red thing only. Yeah. Mastodon would have a day in Russian circles would have a day off. <laughs> so we'd fill in the dates. Oh, nice. But the ones with Mastodon were 2000 and above. Like I mean, the there might, there might've been like one that was like 1500. But like, gotcha. So like the crystal ballroom size, kinda. yeah, yeah, that, that and bigger. And like bigger. The, the last one in London, I think it was like fifty five hundred. Oh, that was uh, like, the Academy. Yeah, dude, that's like in my head. That's still my dream rock venue. It's it's in almost every like rock documentary I've ever watched. Foo Fighters, Nirvana, Queens, Stone Age. Do you know the venue I'm talking about? The Academy. No, it is the one that like. <clears throat> We've all grew up watching. Yeah. And these motherfuckers played it. it. Yep. It's nice. It's it, the perfect. It's game. great when it's sold out. I bet. It sucks when <laughs> during, it's not. During, during sound check, like, I would always go out for, like, massing on sound check, just kind of get my bearings, you know? And Yeah. <clears throat> there's a 14-second reverb tail in that room. Jeez. Oh, my God. So if you would go down, like, I was talking to the house guy about it. He's like, when you're done with sound, because, you know, doing sound check... And something like that, it's just like, like I think it sounds all right. 
<laughs> you just wait till the people. He's like, up. wait till you're done. Go down front row in the center of the stage and clap your hands. And it was just like, oh my god! <laughs> How do you mix for that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, what, and, 14 seconds. Man. Andrew, you had a really good question for Adam. What did you want to ask? Oh, when it gets to like, uh, those higher caliber, like giant stadiums or outdoor shows, like was there like a learning curve to figure out sound for that? Definitely. Yeah. Um, my first taste happened to be the very first show that I did on uh, uh, touring live, doing front of house. It was with the Icarus Line and Wolf Mother. And it was like when Wolf Mother was huge. <clears throat> It was this huge hockey arena, and, like, I was just basically being tossed to the wolves. They're like, you know how to do this, right? I'm like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I ran Live sure. Sound, but <laughs> yeah. that was the first gig. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Uh, it worked out, but it, it always helps when there's meat baffles in there, as yeah. us front of house people <laughs> like to call them. Blood bags, meat baffles, you know. People. Yes. You know, it always, like, sucks Carcasses. But, yeah, definitely a learning curve. And like doing, you know, song for uh, Yob, like on the Tool Tour. Yob is local. You know, 10, ten to 15,000 people arenas. You know, it's like, sounds like shit, you know, when it's there's yeah. nobody in there. And then, of course, there's, you know, this last tour with the Foo Fighters. It was like 18 to 20,000 people. And I, I remember we got a 15-minute sound check the first night, a one-minute line check the second time. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" I'm like, "Like you good? You good? Everybody good?" I'm like, "Oh, it's yeah, it's fine. It's great." I'm just does Red Fang have a monitor guy too? Like, we don't have a monitor guy right now. We would use the house guy. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's no big deal. For the it's, just, it's like eighteen to twenty thousand people. That's, it. That's all it is. Yeah, it's not a big not deal, a big right? Deal. So. Just the biggest night of your life. I mean, you know, we have digital consoles these days, so I could save sessions and stuff, but... Yeah. You know, when there's eighteen to 20,000 looking right on top of you, and if it doesn't bang on the first song... And you're the guy that's, like, in it. You know, I think people forget the front of house guys typically, you know, when you go to a show, it's the barricaded sound guy that that you always wonder, what the fuck's he doing in the middle of the audience? Like, he's always that guy. You're yeah. always just stuck in the middle of the fucking crowd. Yeah, it takes about half hour, 35 minutes to get there yes. through the crowd, and then an hour, hour and 15 to get backstage after the show. You That's know? right. That's always a fun thing. You always have that drunk guy trying to talk to you. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, to answer your question, it, it's a huge learning curve. I yeah. bet. And you have to just be, like, confident in headphones mm-hmm. and, like, and same with festivals, it. too. You know, most of the times it's, like, Headphone check only. You're like, yeah, well, yeah. fuck, man. What the, what's the PA sound like? You know, that's why I always go out before, like, listen to other bands. You know, but it's like basically, it's like you can't do that if you're the opener. Cannot do that if you're the opener. <laughs> that's right. But you usually get a sound check if you're the opener, unless yeah. There's a couple of rare situations. Like I said, with the Foo Fighters, it was just like it was the first couple of shows on their tour. And they're like, well, it's not time. Why? Why? You know? Why is such little time for a show like that? What's that? Why such little time to set, like... Because they're trying to figure out their show, and... Because they have a... Guess what? They have priority, food. you know? So They have... They're how not, many semis do they show up They're not trying with? to fuck you. It, it just, just is what it is. That's how it is. And... Food fighters. If you can't, like... Yeah. Get it figured out in a minute and a half, then... 
Whoops. <laughs> Tough shit. But, but, but again, you know, <clears throat> there's digital consoles. It's, it's not like we're touring with an analog console where it's like you start from fresh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back you know, you can save your sessions. I have a whole flash drive full of really sessions from different places, yeah. That's it helps. Incredible. helps us start, but it, you know, yeah. it's different rooms. That's crazy. Didn't you, it's you, stressful. I think you told man. me, Adam, but it works out. It works the out. local, or not the local, the uh, Foo Fighters crew was super nice, right? Oh, yeah. Just the nice. Yeah, oh, yeah. They were. Like, what can I do for you? What do you need? Just really nice dudes. Like, above and beyond. And like, and you got the impression that they had worked with them for years. Like, yeah. It's it like it, a family. Yeah, it's like, oh, wait, you get treated well. So that's right, and that they pay it forward to the Elven Band, you know. Fuck yeah, it's like those dudes were fucking rad. Yeah, like uh, Taylor would like come in. We only did two shows with him, but he'd like come yeah. in. And he'd like, dudes, dudes, and he'd have this like Adidas shirt on, but <laughs> instead of Adidas, it said Portland. That's so awesome. Like, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Yeah, crazy, like man. Dave was fucking rad, like so personable. Uh, Pat, you say you like met his kids or something weird? Yeah, they yeah. had their. Not all of them, but he had his family on tour and Jesus had Christ. catering together. You know, it's, it's a traveling family. Yeah. I guess that answers my question from earlier. How do these guys do it? You know? Well, there you go. I guess when you get that well, level, yeah. you bring everyone doing, with you. Doing it for that long. Yeah. Bring your family along, perhaps. Yeah, it makes sense. At least for part of it, maybe. Yeah. You have to. You just have to. I would assume. You, yeah. Or else it's just not going to work. Or it, unless that's family stuff doesn't matter to you, you right <laughs> which i don't get, get away from that he's got yeah. like three kids and a wife and i mean to each to each their own i guess but. sure um well what, what's some of the well for a couple questions what's one of your favorite countries to go to in europe and we'll say western europe we'll keep it to western europe or fuck it anywhere in europe like what's what's one of the best ones i'm partial to france because uh over the summer we called it the uh Oh, sorry. No worries. Uh, my noise is buzzing, but... Oh, it's my pops. Hey, uh, Dad, you're on the show. <laughs> um, the the European festival tour we did over the summer, we call it the vacation tour because um, we ended up having like seven or eight days off in a month, which is unheard of. Sure. <clears throat> but we always seem to be somewhere around France where it was really... Really you have like the south South France, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Like it always seemed to work out that way, and we're like, ah, fuck it, let's go. Whereabouts did let's you go? go? Swim in the Mediterranean, like Cannes, or where'd you go? Uh, you'd have to pull up my Instagram. I can't remember all the cities. They're like small towns. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, like there might be blue some blue water. Just gorgeous. oh, dude. Like you talk about a day off. That's a day off. You know, for sure. And it happened like six or seven times. Oh, you know? like the dream tour. Yeah, yeah. My wife and I, we did a. A trip, and we ended up in South France. We went to Nice and Cannes. Nice, yeah, yeah. And it's just gorgeous down there. I, I remember we did Nice on that too. I don't think we did Cannes, but mm. uh, and you know, it would always be like outside the major cities, but sure, just beautiful water, just swimming all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh <laughs> like, man, like this is rough. Vacation tour. <laughs> Rock that's, and what, roll. that's what we ended up dubbing it. You know? Well, you've certainly earned it, and you guys have done enough. <clears throat> fucking God, you guys toured Russia. A couple times now, right? A few times, yeah. I mean, I, I think they've been... I've been there like three times with them. They've been there four or five. If anyone want, wants to watch a cool thing on YouTube, there's a there's like a YouTube documentary on the tour they did in Russia. It was a while ago. And that I was that was, on that Yeah, one, that was right? before um, they brought Whitey, who's done all Whitey, their right. videos. That's who was shooting it. But, but that, that was before they um, 
could have a front of house guy. Oh, okay. You know, so that's before. Right before. I think I was on the tour after that. But it'll give. I started with them. It'll give you guys an idea, like, uh, as much as they're having fun, and of course, this is a long time ago, so they're still a little starry eyed to be over there. Yeah, that's back when it's, you know, fit everybody in a sprinter and. Yep. and but I mean, Don't that's sweep. what that band did. And by the way, they did worse than that for years before that. Oh yeah, you yeah. know. So they they've paid their dues. You got to pay your dues. It's not like this happened overnight. Nope. It's, I mean, usually never does. Nope. And let, you know, if you want it to last, it won't. <laughs> There's a couple overnight success stories for sure, but that's why it's called overnight because it usually goes away. <laughs> overnight. The more power to them. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so what were like what are some of the highlights of the tour? I mean, you've been gone for so long. There's so many stories. I'm sure it's hard to pull from, but like, yeah, I mean, the... this. I mean, this was the opposite of the vacation tour. Like, I mean, we weren't headlining, so there's some leeway there. But um, like I said, we filled the off days that weren't drive days with uh, headlining shows. So I think it was like 31 days, 29 shows, or 30 days, 28 shows. Jesus. And those two days off were you know, in the bus yeah. driving for oh, 10 hours. You know what I mean? Then right. days off, you know. Are the buses vastly different over there? I've always wondered. Uh, we we call it the bus. It's technically, it's a Vario, so it's like a... It's like that tall... It's like an elaborate um, RV, basically. Yeah. For us. Do they have those weird mirrors, like in Europe, they're like, they're like differently shaped. They're kind of bigger, almost like elephant ear looking things. Oh, the Caterpillar ones? Yeah. That's what Mastodon was on. Oh, okay. They were on like a double-decker. But uh, gotcha. for us, it was, you know, we just we ch- stick to ourselves um, and stay in an elaborate RV. Elaborate. A barrio. Did, were you sleeping on the RV? Yeah. Every night? Yeah, there's nine bunks in there. Um, so no hotels for you guys? No, we got hotels a couple times. Um, it kind of depend, depends what the next day's drive is. Yeah. You know? Sometimes... Um, you know, if it's only a two-hour drive the next day, it's like, it's going to hotel, you know? Yeah. Some people would opt out. Some people would get a hotel. Is that on you to get a hotel? If you sometimes, want yeah. Sometimes, no. Well. Yeah. There's a couple... T- John and I like to gamble. Um, so if there's a casino... Who doesn't? <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go play some roulette. And we're like, ah, oh, I'm going to get the hotel. I'm not going to sleep on the bus tonight. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Is there a lot of uh, gambling in Europe? It's kind of legal... You'd Almost be surprised, right? You'd be surprised. Have I you ever been to Monaco? I, I want I haven't been to Monaco. Uh, we went to Monaco, and it's like, um, it's like a city country or city state for what they call it. You know, it's a city, but it's its own. Um, what am I trying to say? Like its own independent kind of thing. Okay. And anyway, the whole city is based on gambling, but not like Vegas. It's like, it's like James Bond. You know, evil villain. Like everyone <laughs> is driving a sports car. Everyone is a multimillionaire. There's yachts, like private helicopters landing on the roof. I don't like all it's that. It's fucked. Dude, I hated it. I hated it. It was gorgeous weather, but me and Ash are just like, uh, all right, get us the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm rich I, white people. Anyway, that's I, not what I'm tangent, into. But yeah, it was crazy. And we walked into one casino and literally just turned around and walked out. Because oh, yeah. it was like that. It was just. John and I have, have, have been asshole. denied entry because of how we looked, mm-hmm. which is. Exactly what I'm wearing right now. Yeah, just a dude, dude yeah. jacket. And they're like, eh, no. We're like, and I remember, and they, I remember, I can't remember where we were, but they made John like turn around. They're like, turn around. What? And John's like, like to give him a once over. And he had like a little tear <laughs> in his jeans or something. 
And they're like, no. And I like pulled out some cash. I'm like, so this isn't any good. This here? is no good. Yeah. And they're like, mm. I was like, fuck this shit, fuck man. You, <laughs> Let's get out of here. But yeah. uh, we we had a good run Jesus on this trip. Christ. That's for sure. He came up. I won like two it's grand day run. four. Like it was insane. You guys was, play like a uh, roulette. Yeah, you guys do roulette. That, that's it. And then don't you do fucking like dice and shit? And oh yeah, we we definitely we one four twenty four. We shoot dice all the time. Like, <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> That's... I always see pictures of you guys shooting dice on the road. Well, yeah, you know, when, when you're overseas, it's like all that coinage, you can't trade yeah, that Yeah, that's in. right. So it's like, we'll start there. Especially, like, we were teaching the Russian Circle guys that and some of the Mastodon guys where it was like... Is it not the Euro? Well, there's Euro and then Pounds, some, you know, when you're in the UK. Yeah. But it's, you know, the dollars are coins. Yeah, know? that's right. So we'd start just oh, teaching people saying. like that. They're like, oh, sweet, one five bucks. But once everybody started getting to know the game, they're like, how about we raise a pot like five bucks? And then John and I are like, oh, yeah. Now we we're it. in it. Oh, now it's 10 bucks. Okay. All right. Unfortunately, that last night, um, we had an amazing dice game in the trailer because all of our rental gear, <laughs> we put it on the uh, rental company's bus and they took it away. So we had an empty trailer and they had kicked us out of the dressing room because it was like one or two in the morning. Yeah. And everybody's like, let's go play that dice in the trailer. <laughs> and it got crazy. It was like trailer dice. It ended up being like a hundred eighty, two hundred dollar pot. And uh, the tour manager from uh, Macedon, Tim, who's rad. He tour manages uh, the Melvins and shit too. But he uh, he ended up winning it, and he got so stoked because he only nice. played like five games the whole tour. He Fuck like yeah, Facetimed man. his wife. <laughs> he's I like, I won, baby. I'm like, he's a cheap ass motherfucker. I think I met that guy actually. Great dude. Yeah, he I played in uh, he played in uh, Men of Porn mm. back in the day. Yeah. Uh, you know Josh Newton, the guitar player of Shiner? Yeah, yeah. There's a band. Shiner. We, Shiner, yeah. I haven't so heard that in a while. I love that band. Yeah, yeah. So there, one of the guys from Shiner went on to be like, he always calls himself the the poor man's Troy Van Leeuwen. <laughs> so he was just like a hired gun. So he, he played bass in Every Time I Die for a couple years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bunch of those kind of bands, like August Burns Red, like kind of Warped Utility guy. Band. Yeah, utility guy. Yeah. And then he, so the, anyway, Every Time I Die did a tour with Mastodon, and I, we saw him at the, the Hawthorne. And yeah, and it, long story short, I met that guy. He hooked us up, got us backstage, and like super nice guy. Oh yeah, that whole crew was super nice. Although I will say, when we went in the bus, and so Northcut, he he knows some of those guys too because he used to play in a band that was friends with like the singer of Mastodon, one of the guys, the guitar player or something. A bunch and, of singers in Mastodon. Yeah, that's true. Well, at the time, the drummer wasn't singing, and uh, yeah, the bus was like full of people, and it was just pure chaos. This was years ago, and my guess is they don't allow that anymore. But uh, the drummer was like drumming on like a practice pad or something, trying to warm up. Sure. And at one point, he just stopped. He's like, "Hey guys, I'm not trying to be a dick, but can we like funnel some of this out? You know, <laughs> the chaos. Like, this yeah. is a little much. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not trying to be di- to be a dick. He says, I'm like, I do this every day. Yeah. I'm not trying. I just need to get ready for just, the show. Just yeah. quiet. Just and like he said minutes. it in the most like concise not being a dick way and everyone's like of course like we just took off yeah 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 but yeah that's how it should be every i mean every single night someone wants to talk to you and meet you and shake your hand and, and try to get hero. backstage and then yep. i'm like actually i just need like you can't pay enough for silence on tour no but, you know oh god every night you're just con- constantly around people then you start thinking something's wrong you're like wait what is that yeah nothing <laughs> wait nothing What's wrong? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah. How is that for you coming home off these big tours? I mean, you seem to just like bounce right back into it. You're just oh, I'm faking it. I'm faking it real good right now. Like I've been nonstop since I got home. It's only been two days, but yeah, um, I slept really well last night. Finally, I bet. Um, just to be alone must be a gift. Yeah, it's just like watch Netflix, be a guy. Yeah, just be watch, a dude. Just be a dude. Yeah. Oh, I've got nothing really to do. Right. But that's not true. I've been like on the go since I got back. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to the weekend, you guys. I bet. <laughs> well, <laughs> <I can> only <laughs> imagine. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that feeling. It's like it's like when you go to a show, like a really loud rock concert, and it's just loud, loud, loud people, energy, and and then you come home and like your ears are ringing. Yeah. And like you lay in your bed or on the couch, and it's just that quiet, that buzz. That's what I always used to feel coming off like a tour or a big traveling backpacking through Europe or something where something's happening every day. It's sure, just that yeah. chaos. Yeah. But you do that for a month straight and then you come home and just like it just stops. Yeah. I mean now what? Yeah. It's don't, so crazy. Don't get it twisted. I mean it's it's hard to fun. Yeah. But it's a job. It's, it's a, a job. It's a fun job. Oh yeah. But it's a job. But it's a job. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, you know, yeah, you can have delusions of grandeur like 17 year old me would be like oh man it'd be I just, believe this. yeah and i still can't believe it a lot of the times you know sure. i'm very fortunate but mm-hmm. it is what it is you know it's still a job there's yeah. no two ways about it yes sir well andrew uh let's talk uh current events what, what do you got for us drew andrew usually picks a couple things we can talk about it all right we uh we had that fucking terrorist oh. attack like try to set off a bomb at new york city in the subway system no oh, did you hear about this adam You've is this the one that somebody blew his nuts off? Yep. That's all I heard about it. Yeah, U.S. prosecutors say 27-year-old Bangladeshi immigrant, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, Akaid Aliyah, was inspired by the Islamic State group when he carried out Monday's bombing. Big surprise. Charges against him were announced in New York by prosecutor June Kim. They include providing support to a terrorist organization using weapons of mass destruction, destruction so and a bombing in public space. He didn't pass away. No, he. I think he's he's arrested. From wow. what I heard, he blew off his man parts. That see, being overseas, like that's that's the only threat I saw. I was like, oh well, that's something, you know. Yeah. Great. Nice that's, one. That's <laughs> the only threat you saw in Europe. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's the only thread that I saw. Oh, thread, yeah. thread. I thought you said threat. Yeah, guy thread. blows off his nuts. On, yeah, yeah, that's in, all I saw too until today. Yeah, well, I guess it's good that this yeah, dumb really fuck good. can't reproduce. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the line right there. <laughs> wow. Like, come on, guy. Yeah. All right, Doug Jones won last night in Alabama Thank against uh, Roy Moore. Right. Did you hear about that, Adam? I, I haven't. So to bring up speed, Roy Moore was a, a guy – uh, running for a, a seat in the Senate in Alabama, uh, far right wing Republican dude, but he has been most recently accused by like seven or eight, maybe more accusers of sexual misconduct and harassment. Is, Seems like a real shitty guy. Is the guy smoking weed with with a kid? Um, yeah, maybe. Room? Or is yeah. that another story? It could be. I don't. Maybe. I don't know if that's part of it. Could be. He he like fucked around like a fourteen year old girl. Oh well, nice one. Yeah, you're a little turd. But he said, but he, his defense was it was a long time ago and things were different and it's like well, so it's fine that's fine, <laughs> but uh, Alabama all, historically 
obviously always votes conservative. So this is a huge, huge thing. It sounds like he just barely lost to Doug Jones, the Democrat. Um, that's crazy. You know, I think a lot of right wing people had to pull from their their conscience on this one and say, like, well, either <laughs> apparently. So I read somewhere today there was like ninety five percent of Clinton supporters voted for Doug Jones, and only like forty five percent of Trump, Trump voters showed up to, to this this election at all so that what that tells you is over half of the conservatives in alabama just opted to not be a part of that yeah because i couldn't vote for this guy some people voted for him knowing that he was a dirtbag but they would rather have a conservative than a liberal than a liberal yeah um but that, anyway so it is what it is it doesn't affect me and your life probably that much but it's it's part of the whole sexual harassment stuff that's going on right now. Yeah, I mean, geez. Were you guys hearing about that in Europe? I'm sure you're hearing something about it. I mean, it. the last I heard was about... Um, uh, Kevin Spacey. Well, yeah, I heard about that. And uh, what's his name? Louis C.K. Mm. Yeah, we've talked about that a few times yeah. on the podcast. Such a bummer. So, yeah, I, I mean, at least he owned up to it, I guess. You know? Yeah. So. I mean, you could argue he... He, uh, his response was as good as it could possibly be <laughs> for I, what he did, right? Yeah. And he's like, yes, I did it. It was a shitty thing to do. And now I'm going to step out for a while and exactly. just listen. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he's doing. That's, you haven't heard from him since. Yeah. You know? I mean, what he's got two girls, right? Yeah. It must be just a huge embarrassment. I mean, he had like a movie coming out. They had to shell. I'm Louis, sure he'll, he'll, he'll be fine. Yeah. Yep. I'll miss his comedy, but you know. I know. What, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't do that shit. You can't <laughs> jerk off on, or try to jerk off on people. Can't do it. Unless they're into it, you know, which yeah. is cool. I'm into it, so if you guys want to jack off on me on this show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who isn't? You <laughs> let's know, but, let's you know. do this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on, what else you got, Drew? Uh, Josh Homme. Oh, yeah. I did hear about this. He uh, kicked a photographer, I guess. Uh, yeah, there's the actual footage, too. Yeah, David and I were watching his... Uh, Oh, uh, him talking about it at the airport, actually, when we were flying back. Yeah, I haven't actually seen it. He was talking about it? Oh, oh. is that the kick? Yeah, that was the kick. That's not that bad. Well, <laughs> I think he's just fucking hammered. Yeah, yeah. he's always just kind of loosey-goosey, swaggering around. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's right. I'm where's the saying... girl? Kadoosh. Oh, that is kind of bad. Why did he do that? I don't know if there's What's a reason, the reason? why. just... He, I mean, he apologized, but he, he, he's just swaggering. The girl, her tweet says, Thanks, Josh Halme at Queens of Stone Age. I now get to spend my night in the ER. Seriously, who does that? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, this is, that's, that's, that's oh, the is thing this video? that David and I were watching at the airport. Is there audio on this, Drew? Yeah. He, he can, just, can we listen to that? Know, he's, he's bummed out. Let's turn that up as much as you can. Oh, isolated. Oh, that's the show. There we go. Yeah, I mean, he, I'm, it's good he's obviously didn't apologize, but I think he was just uh, probably a little hammered and made a boo boo. But I mean, it wasn't she wasn't it wasn't like the Bjork thing where there's there's some journalist that was pestering Bjork for days on it and, and then oh, she yeah, attacked that, her. Yeah, there's a reason for why she did it. There's, <clears> so there's nothing like that with this. Not that I've read anyway, but you know, I wasn't there. Wow, I don't know if she. She said she went to the ER, but I don't. I don't know if she. 
You know, that's an interesting thing. I've heard Josh Homme talk about this before, and I've heard other people, you know, like the singer of Dillinger. He's a madman. Yeah. I watched that guy throw a box fan at someone. <laughs> and for no reason. He just picked up a box fan. If I could throw it across the crowd. And I remember thinking, like, holy shit. Someone's the, going to the hospital. The crowd was probably stoked. But the crowd loved it. Yeah. I've watched him literally step on people's heads. Like, I don't know. And so anyway, I've heard Josh talk about how there's like that you, you can't blame. I mean, you can. You can hold these people accountable, but... I mean, you know, Adam, These, it's a different thing. Like you turn into a different sort of guy and there's that, that villain energy that comes out in rock and roll. Like sometimes people do fucked up shit and they don't even, they don't even really know why. Right. Like, he was probably, like you said, he'd had a few tequila shots and he's Josh on me being all swaggery and, and uh, just like, ah, oh, fuck yeah. And he kicked this and he probably didn't really mean to hurt anyone. Well, of course he probably didn't mean to hurt anybody. And it wasn't like he, I wouldn't imagine, you know, drop kicked. That's right. Yeah, it was more Which like he was just like, yeah, like a kind But, of, you know, who knows? Maybe the lens broke and it cut her eye or something. I don't know. You know, I mean, it doesn't make it right, but he's no. obviously sorry and, uh, you know, he's a public figure, a big one. Yeah, and, and it's like the percentage, I mean, this guy's been doing this for fucking how long now? Since the yeah, 90s? Yeah, yeah. The percentage of shows he's played to how many times he's fucked up, is a, it's a pretty good stat. You know, it's... He's he's got a good run going. I mean, he's usually, my guess is a good guy. And I have heard we'll some see. fucked. He fucked up the crystal ballrooms dressing room. I remember hearing about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like he destroyed it and like broke a mirror and there's like, yeah. Well, anyway, we're we're <laughs> the whole we're, thing. we're doing a, a another a couple of festivals with them in May. Oh yeah, it's them and the Food Fires actually and to be in. We actually thought about texting John Theodore to be like, "What's up, man? Like, what do, what do you think? You good? But, what do you mean?" Just to see what he thought about it, but then we kind of like back down. It's like, yeah, we'll talk to him later, you know? Yeah. It's obviously, it's going to have an effect on the band, but it's uh, it's good to apologize, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Like that one time he, he like went off on that kid in the audience. Someone like threw something at him and he like called him a fag and like, Go home to your suck your mom's dick, you fucking fat, and you just kept saying that yeah, over and over some and over. Poor choice of words, but but again, it's like and but that same show, by the way, he started the show by saying him and the drummer Joey Costello at the time were sick as fuck. And they were like on their deathbed with a flu, and they weren't even supposed to play that night. And like, and he says that he's like, really? It's like pouring rain. It's some cold, shitty place in Belgium. Oh, like a festival. It was a festival. Gotcha. And like he was sick as a dog. And then some fucking shithead shows up and throws a water bottle at his face. It's going to drive you nuts. Yeah, I got one word for that tour. It's not, it's a job, man. Yeah, you no know? shit. It's Amen, man. No matter how, obviously, no matter how big you are. And people don't know. I mean, it's, it's a taxing thing. <laughs> Again, it's, it's a great job. It's a fun job. But it's a job. It's a job. It's a job. But that goes both ways. You know, if it is a job, we should be professional and not kick people and call people fags. Agreed. But uh, it is ha- it does happen, and, uh, you know. People yeah. make mistakes. At least That's he owned right. up to it. No kidding, man. What else you got, Drewski? The California wildfires. Oh, yeah. Our driver. God. Our Holy driver shit. actually brought this up to us. Like He's like, you seen this shit? He's from Germany, but he really? lived in L.A. for a while. 
and he, he was showing us i think that first video you just brought up and i was like holy shit dude i know it's what like what is going on mordor from lord of the rings <laughs> <laughs> fucking end of the world yeah just, it's like with high winds and everything i guess in Ventura and Santa Barbara County. Just oh, insane, no. man. It has consumed 2003 or sorry, 2034 234,000 acres in just over a week. Uh destroying 900 properties including 690 90 homes. Oh yeah, my god, I remember the fifth largest wildfire in recorded in state history. Brent was saying something about it. He, he was saying some of his friends like their garages are just like gone. Really? Gone. Yeah, it's like oh, because he's an LA guy, right? No, they're Atlanta, but he has a bunch of friends there, and like sure, he's talking about uh, oh, I can't remember her name, but uh, somebody, Juliette Lewis. Oh yeah, it's like oh yeah, it's like texting with her, and like half her house is gone. Really? Like, Shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm always me for anybody. <laughs> I don't care if you're famous or not, but like that. It sucks. That's some apocalyptic shit. Oh right fuck there. yeah, dude! It's real, <laughs> and you said it doesn't matter how rich you are or whatever. It's still awful. Look at that. Look shit. at that. <laughs> Bel Air, right there. That's Bel Air. Yeah. That oh is my insane. god. Not so fresh. <laughs> oh, nice one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a good one. I didn't get it at first. I'm not gonna lie. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about this fire too. I don't think a lot of people understand. It's not. It's kind of not accurate to call it a wildfire. Because it's going through suburbs and city, you know, it's actually fucking where up there's a lot of house shit. on house on house. That's on house. right. Yeah, it's it's not just some random. I, th- I mean, fire. and we had it bad here in Oregon not too long ago, but yeah, we sure did. Were you around? It for wasn't. That? Yeah, yeah, town, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. The gorge. Yeah, it wasn't like a suburb in you know Beaverton or Hillsborough that was like right completely lighting up. Yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't bad. It was fucking horrible. Right. But at least, you know, most of it was contained to the wild. Right. Most of it, at least. That is so crazy. I thought there was some government conspiracy behind that, to be honest. I'm like, how is the wettest part of the country all on yeah. fire no all shit. of a sudden at once? At once. It's not that hot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's well, crazy, man. They're just, like, burning it all down to set up FEMA camps. But that's just how, <laughs> my, that's just how my brain works. But what do I know? Uh, using that harp system or whatever to microwave the yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, me and you should talk after the show. Like, <laughs> Turn compare, the mics off. Compare notes. Yeah, that's right, man. Definitely off the mic. Flatter it, flatter it, flatter it. Oh yeah, Kim I, I, I got a good one about flat Earth. Let's hear it. Um, what is the thing that flat Earth believers fear the most? What is fear itself? Sphere itself. Sphere itself. Oh. <laughs> That's so stupid. That's like what my dad would say. Exactly. That's a dad joke and a half. I'm going <laughs> to say that to my dad. What if flat earthers fear the most? Sphere itself. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> you delivered it so well. I was like, what? Yeah. Sphere itself. No. Sphere itself. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> What's some you're, you're shit to believe, by the way? Oh, agreed. But it makes for makes amaz- for a great joke. Amazing joke. Yep. I mean, I'm old, man. I'm I might as well be a dad. So yeah, I that know. shit's funny to me these days. Yeah, I think the dad joke thing. It's not just when you have a kid. It's when you reach a certain age and you've given up on life. Like, <laughs> exactly. Your heart is you're a little dead inside. You're just dead. <laughs> That's right. You're like I've been there, done that. Stupid uh, jokes like that are so funny. <laughs> you get really excited about 
dumb shit. <laughs> so I love dumb shit. Me too. Well, speaking of dumb shit, I got I got some questions for you, Adam. Uh oh. Well, this part of the show, guys, is where we do rapid fire questions with Adam Pike. Oh no. I'm gonna ask you. How much time do I have? Um, there's no real time per se. But so it's, just but quick, it's quick answers. Rapid fire. Right. Okay. Rapid fire questions. Not rabid, but rapid. It can be rabid if you want it to be. Okay. Rabid. Okay. <laughs> Question number one, Adam. You ready? Sure. Favorite alcohol-based drink? Uh, gin and tonic. Ooh. Fancy. I'm going to snap for that like at a Def Jam. Anybody that knows me knows open mic. That, yeah. that I love gin and tonics. Well, yeah. I know you and I didn't know that. I feel bad. Well, you don't know me that well. No, I know. Now Question. You now you do. Number two. Favorite country in Europe? Got to cover this. France. France. All right. Number three. Coffee or tea? Answer this correctly, Adam. <laughs> Espresso. Good answer. We'll take that. I'll snap for that. Double shot. Ooh. I'm not a I'm not a coffee guy, but I do love tea. But I do love. Be like coffee more. <clears throat> That's the right answer. On tour, I love a double double espresso. But I'm not the kind of guy yeah, that like wakes up every morning like I need a pot of coffee. Oh, really? Because no. I'm very much that guy. Like I won't even. Most people I know are. Yeah. Um, my I brother started drinking I'll, I'll coffee. I'll call sick to work. I won't. <laughs> I just won't do it. No, I get it. I know a lot yeah. of people like that. Let's go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> go right to the store and get coffee. Like, eh, 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 nope. My brother started drinking coffee when he was like eight. Like he would get up and like oh, make his, himself like yeah. a pot of coffee. See, that was me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My mom was like, here, have some coffee. And it was 10 or something like that. Coffee with materials. So bad. So good. So good. Espresso. The, I just shit want the drug. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah, I, don't, sure. I don't give a shit about like where the beans are from <laughs> and all that. You know. Yeah, yeah. I get it as a conversation piece and I respect that. Right. I just want the drug. So I just want like, the drug. Double espresso, please. Got it. You know? So just, in, in just, Europe... That was always the thing for me that I had to get used to. It's like, there is no, it's not really drip coffee the way it is here. When you order a coffee, they're going to give you like an Americano. Yeah. Or they're going to give you, like you said, espresso. They don't really have, I mean, not really. They might more today. They might do like pour over. You're asking or, the wrong guy. Oh, really? Because I always order the double espresso. You just order it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm curious what some of the other guys think. Because that was my experience. You go to the UK and you, like, can I get a cup of coffee? Like, what? <laughs> you mean like a cup of espresso? That's a lot. You're like, no, like coffee, drip coffee. Yeah. I don't know, like a French press? What are you saying? <laughs> they don't get it. Sounds about right. Yeah. All right. Question number four. Is <laughs> that burp? Classic. All right. Yeah, you have to burp and then blow the air off to the side. You, you wash these, right? These screens? Sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. Uppers or downers? Oh, man. It depends how I wake up that day. <laughs> depends if you wake up that day? Depends how I wake up that day. Uh, let's say on a... No, fuck it. Let's say... Tour? Yeah, tour. Uppers. A tour day. What about um, at home on a sleepy, rainy Portland day? You've got kind of a light schedule. I don't need either. Copy that. Copy that. I'm I'm solid with uh, wine and espresso. Copy that. Okay. Question number five. I guess wine would be a downer. It would be a downer. Well, yeah. Oh, that's a bummer. Depressant. It's a depressant. Alcohol's depressant. Okay. 
Five. Pineapple on pizza? Question mark. Oh, people are gonna hate me for this, but fuck yeah. Yeah, dude, me too. Pineapple I dig on it. Pepperoni all day. Yeah. I oh, you guys are in? I'm in. Wait. So in. Damn. So in. I'm down, man. I think there's it's never been a, a situation where this question has come up, and <laughs> people get. I know people get and mad. People, agreed. people yeah. get super pissed. About oh wait, this. all right. I'm I'm gonna go one up on you. Okay. Rapid fire. <laughs> um, greasy pizza. Do you dap? Fuck no. Nah. Oh well, fuck you guys then. Pizza. I oh, thought, you do. I, I thought we were bros. You do? What do? I think it depends. It Get depends that, on many I'm, things. I'm getting that grease out of there, man. I want it nice and dry. You want it nice and dry? Yeah. With some pineapple, too. I think I was a little inspired by Andrew's. Fuck yeah. I think uh, it's when pizza, push right? comes to sub, I, <laughs> I mean, I guess, would. like, I won't dap it, but, like, I'll kind of, like, maybe, like, lean it and just kind of let it drip off. Right. So, like, okay. But we're not getting crazy on it. A little yeah. leakage. A little leakage. Yeah. All right. I fair, fair enough. Okay. Question number six. <laughs> Favorite place to tour? Favorite place? Yeah, favorite. Uh, anywhere but place. the states. Anywhere but the states. <laughs> Without That's question. Like Without the question. Most common answer. Yeah, me. I mean, if you can tour the states and survive, then you're good, man. Get Explain o- why. Get overseas. I know why, but for people that don't know, who doesn't know why? Like, well, assume my, you've never my toured the states listening. if you don't know why. Yes. Um, yeah, they just take care of you better, man. It's like you tour the states. I mean, there's certain levels of this, but like, it's like, oh yeah, there's your paycheck. There's your yeah, you're right, or maybe right. But in Europe, it's just like it's a family affair. It's like welcome. No matter well, can we get how you? big you are, it's like no, we're having a all the crew, everybody's eating together. Like right. we're setting up a big pot of good shit. It's not just like you know uh, what do they call it, punk rock pasta. It's not just like yeah, noodles and marinara. It's like they're making a meal. Really? Well, we all just got done God, setting up so and sound checking. Let's have a meal together. Yeah. Everybody involved, awesome, like the promoter, the, the rad, you know, the crew, the, uh, like the house guy. Family affair. Let, yeah. Let's sit down Something and have a meal before the shit goes off here in a minute. That's and awesome. That does not happen in the States. The drive time's different too here. You know, it's just such a oh, large well, country. Well, yeah. It can be. Touring the West Coast, fuck, that's uh, touring the East Coast is a little bit easier, you know. It's yeah, like, West Coast. Yeah, long drives. Man, that's brutal. Even just like Ooh. doing California alone, go to from San, like Sacramento to LA. I mean, you can do it in a day, but it's still yeah. It's a long and what's between there? <laughs> Nothing. The cows. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are. Of course, you could hit up the small Riverside or whatever the fuck in between. But play yeah. the local bowling alley. All right, moving on. Number seven, the Beatles or the Rolling Stones. Beatles. Copy that. I think that's what I would say too. Yeah, me too. Ultimately, you know, I've asked. Also, that question. depends how I wake up. Yeah, I know. I hear you. And I love the Stones. That's the thing. I like the like. Oh yeah, definitely. The swagger and the whole thing, but you know what I say about the Beatles? I don't. The Beatles aren't my favorite band, but I kind of think they're the best band. Does that make sense? Like they're pretty badass. I yeah, mean, like I definitely heard of them. One of the best at being <laughs> a band. Yeah, like they were so badass that they just said, "You know what? We're just not gonna ever tour." What the fuck? <laughs> it's unheard of. And just do records. They just did. It's pretty cool. They toured for like two years only, and then realized PA's that this was can't undoable. Keep up with us anyway. You know, our screaming <laughs> yeah, girlfriends tuned their guitars at one point. It's too loud. <laughs> Every venue smelled like piss and vomit because girls were just losing their minds. Yeah. And their bladders. Bodily fluids. But I do like the Rolling Stones, of course, you know. But oh, yeah. if 
Rep, this is just rapid fire. Rapid, so. Remember, this is rapid fire. Yeah. Okay. Cover that. Number eight, rapid fire with Adam Pike. This came from Andrew, actually, and I like this question. So this isn't related to, like, a movie, okay? Comedy or drama? Comedy. Love it. What's one of your favorite comedies? That's a side <laughs> rapid fire Jesus. question. Um, I'm old school, man. I like... I'm a sucker for like slapstick stuff, so I like anything with Leslie Nielsen and like air, airplanes. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, totally. Those Make are so silly, man. They're so silly. Like I didn't really watch them at the time, but like I was like, so funny. Yeah, it's it's just fucking. You know what is overlooked? Uh, uh, the part do the fu- hot shots. Hot shots. <laughs> yeah, there's hot shots. There's naked gun. Movies but like that existed. It's like airplane, man. Like I mean, he he's been, he's been the same guy. Great. He was the airplane same guy great. for like forty years. Same. Yeah. I know. He it's so fucking stupid. Nothing changed funny, about his appearance. Like, he used to be like uh, like a serious actor too. Like in his yeah. early career, that's sure. right. And sure. then he's kind of like knocked it out of the park as slapstick. He's I like, know. Sticking with this, <laughs> and yeah. for like suit forever. Wrote out his career. So good. Is he still alive? <laughs> no, he's, no, he's, he's, he's way gone. Oh, decades ago. Yeah. Well, no, not decades. I think it was like five, six years ago. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely had a good run. But yeah, he he looked the exact same. Oh, in every you know way back then. <laughs> All the way up to yep. the end, you know, mm-hmm. and the exact same delivery. Like, yeah, I, I love that. I love that goofy shit. I, I love it. jokes that like I love comedy that they're not afraid to just do a joke. You know, like I think right. it's kind of the hipster fucking thing nowadays to be like, well, that it's too much of like just set up and a punchline. It's like that's funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like who? Why the chicken cross the road? Like it's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, that stupid dad and, joke and just deadpan. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's it's kind of irritating. I, I want to be Leslie so Nielsen cool. when I grow up. He's the so. best. All right. Good answer. Number nine. Uh, favorite. How many questions. questions are there? Ten. <laughs> okay. Just making sure. Ten. So we're almost there. Number nine. Uh, favorite uh, records of 2017. Oh boy. If if you this is not gonna be good, you guys, because I'm super not up on current events. What came out this year? That's kind I don't of mind that Queens too. record. Queens, Mastodon put out one, right? Was that this year? With like, yeah, Steam Breather and... Which after seeing some of those songs live, I'm like, now I get it. Yeah. Um, um, what else came out, Drew? Yeah, what else did come Glass out Glassjaw just released a record, so that's kind of new. Um, no, 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 no. I don't know any of those. Don't know those. See, yeah, that's what I said. It's going to be a bad Swift. one, guys. Um, nope. I'm Leslie Nelson. T Swift. So I'm, I'm old school. <laughs> T Swift. What do you think of oh, Taylor? Oh yeah, Swift? Thundercat. Thundercat. Love that drunk. shit. That's the bass player, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan that dude worked is with that guy. Badass. Ryan worked with him. Oh no shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a session with that guy. He was playing bass. Have on you him. seen him? Have you heard that record? No, sure haven't. Is it good? Oh boy. I'll go check. I it didn't out. realize that came out this year. Oh, there's villains. Queens. So you do like villains? I it took I it took a like minute it. to grow on me. Yeah, it's ta- I it's, mean, it's definitely I, I, different. I, I, I don't want to say too much about it, but I it grew on me. It definitely grew on me. What about the Foo Fighters record? You know, I like that song "Run" off me too. that record. That's like all I've heard, to be honest with you. Uh, New Gorillas is decent. Uh, Ryan worked on. Oh, that's right. One I haven't or heard two of the songs. How can it not be amazing? One of them got nominated for a Grammy, too, by the way. So did Mastodon. So they just found that out on tour. That's awesome. Go back to that Thundercat, man. That got me stoked. Dude, I'm about to check that shit out. Is, what is it like? 
It's like jazzy hip hop kind of thing, from what I understand. It's like but even close. It's like tongue and cheek. Oh, hip hop. I mean, tongue and cheek by like. Uh, he seems oh, funny as fuck. It's and he's a badass. Right. Flying Lotus produced it. Weird. Guess appearances from Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald. Kenny no Loggins. Way. How can you not? Kendrick Lamar that? was. Clean. Well, yeah, all the oh. others are obvious, but like. Yeah, Kenny that's Loggins. great, man. <laughs> Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald. He's like the he's like <laughs> the new. He's like the new Steely Dan. I love Steely Dan. I love me some Steely Dan. I'm a, I'm a big Steely Dan guy. Can we play a track? Or do you have to get licensing for that? Uh, I'm sure we can play like I don't know. Let's start a conversation. Ten seconds. Yeah. No one listens to the show anyway. It's okay. It will be fine. Thundercat, have you ever seen the Vice thing? Or I'll shut up. Hold on. Oh, this is a full record. Scroll down to the track listening. Is that him singing? Yeah. Is it Um, the song that I'm thinking? Do the NPR Music Tiny Desk. I want to hear the one with Michael Madonna on it. Yeah. That's track nine. But this is like the whole record, so it's hard telling. Just to show you the way, Thundercat. I think that's what it was called. Uh, well, while he's Ooh, searching. Bad, bad, not good is coming up. They're, they're going to be here Friday. Who? Bad, bad, not good. Nice. They uh, they did the uh, instrumentals for all the, the last Ghostface, last two Ghostface killer records. Nice. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Right? He's like the new Steely Dan. Oh, yeah. Totally. That's very Steely Dan. Totally. Yeah, he was just on, uh, I think it was on Fallon or something because the Roots were playing with him. They they were the backing band? Yeah, yeah. Questlove is one of my favorite drummers of all time. That's so Steely Dan. This looks like this is like a more serious song. I want to hear Michael come in. Sure. It's your boy. Is that? That's not him. No, this is Quest Love. Yeah, please tell me Michael McDonald comes in on this hook. Just please. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't heard this one, but... And Kenny Loggins. Oh, here we go. Kenny. There he is. There's Kenny. Danger (laughs) Zone, bro. Kenny Loggins is on the 80s. Dude, huge fan. (laughs) Top Gun? If they do the same scenario with Michael McDonald, lose it. Uh. Oh. oh, there he is. There he is, yeah. Uh, pump up his track. That's fucking rad, man. <laughs> what is he wearing? Let's go. <laughs> That's Michael McDonald. Yeah, right? <laughs> but they got his track buried. Come on, man. Yeah, it's here we go. Oh, here, here we go. go. Here we go. I guess the intro. <laughs> <laughs> See, it makes me love him even more. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dude, I want to dig God on this shit later. Damn. This is good. 
All right, we should probably fade this out so we're not kicked off iTunes. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking you, Yeah, you dope. can't air it now because, you know, That's you fucking pay dope. for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a million dollars. Well, actually, you like... just air it and then get in trouble for it, and then you yeah. get more followers that way. And we'll get some, what is it? Uh, and they'll cost all... you. <laughs> yeah, bad publicity still. Publicity. Um, have you seen any of the, so Vice News does a, like a reoccurring thing on YouTube where they'll have musicians sit down on a couch and then they, they'll give them headphones and then they listen to a song and then they have to just guess what it is. And like who, who it is? Yeah. Who it is. Like they'll have Weezer sit on the couch and then two guys will put on headphones and they'll listen to it and it's like the new Taylor Swift song or something. Sure. And they'll either like it or not. And so they give their opinion about it and then they guess who it is. And the last one, Thundercat, was the guy on was the couch. Yeah. He was the guy sitting. Oh, he was, he oh, was the okay, guy okay. the guest. Yeah, exactly. And it was really funny. Highly recommend it. There's like a few series to each one. So they're like two minutes long. I'll look it up. one a week. I'll yeah. look it up. Yeah, if you like him, you like that shit. Cool, cool, cool. Baby cool, making cool, music. Cool, cool, um, cool. Where did we get to that? Oh, favorite records. That's right. All right. We were still on rapid fire questions. Number 10 to... Uh, finish this segment here as I uncross my legs. Number 10 for rapid fire questions with Adam Pike. You ready, Adam? Oh, boy. I think. Cold weather or hot weather? Hot weather. That was rapid fire questions with Adam Pike, everyone. <laughs> that's, when you, that's when you need that app. You need that applause app. <laughs> no, we gotta have like, you know, like when you watch Friends, one of those stupid sitcoms where there's that fake laughter. Remember oh, we were talking yeah, about that? Laughter. Yeah, the studio. It's so weird. Yeah. Whoa, something just so weird. weird. It, it doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> there's that cat again. I know. I'm telling you, man. You got it. I can't find it's him. Infestation. Yeah, <laughs> he sounds pretty adorable. I'd like to find him and snuggle with him. <laughs> I can't find him. Um, well, to wrap this thing up, I watched a really great movie, guys, and I, I like to do James's movie pick of the week. Sure. We just watched a movie, me and my wife just watched a movie the other night called The Disaster Artist. I'm sure you've all heard of it. Yeah, have man, I, I really, really want to see that. I have not, actually. Do you know the movie The Room? Yes. So that, like, terrible but funniest movie ever made, The Room? Yeah. So The Disaster Artist is a movie about that movie. With like Seth Rogen and James Franco. James Franco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have heard about this. Dude, it's... Pull up the trailer, Drew. Uh, I can't imagine a better movie to to cover this story. If people don't know, The Room is just crazy. They're doing like a parody on the making of. It's a parody, but it's like a love story about this. Like, they're... It's a complimentary story. It's fucking hilarious. Okay, okay. I never give up. Ha 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 ha. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Yeah, him and his brother are fucking hilarious, man. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, the entire theater was just laughing. I bet. That great idea. <laughs> well, there's this guy, John, a true American hero, to be played by me. To be played by me. Good luck. Many friends. Also, maybe Johnny is vampire. What's this? <laughs> 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 That's right. Well, why don't we just shoot in the real alleyway? Because it's real hard to 
Oh, hi, Mark. All right, yep. It's so good. I'm, I'm, dude. Yeah. They do like a a frame to frame in the end of the movie, like their version compared to the real. The real, it's the room. Like spot on. I love it. Frame by frame. <laughs> oh my god. Highly recommend it. Uh, yeah. Taken. Ch- Taken. Yeah, for sure. Go check it out. It's so good. And the whole story of the guy who made the room, like, still to this day, people don't know his age. They don't know <laughs> why he has money. It costs like $6 million to produce the room. And the question is, and he kept it running too. Yep. In theaters and just around yeah. making and rotations. It, it finally broke even. It's one of the only movies that's still played, like, as often. You know, um, I think the other one is, um, what's the, God damn it, James. The musical that... Rocky Horror. Yes, thank show. you. Thank you, Andrew. Rocky Horror and The Room are like the two, you know, old movies that are still played that right. often. Anyway, yeah, they don't know his age. They don't know how he got his money and they don't know where he's from. <laughs> or his mental stability. Or, or his mental, yeah. Like, there's a story of him like getting in a wreck or something. There's theories about that, and like maybe he's not mentally stable, sure. <laughs> like whatever. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was like the perfect movie to to cover that whole story and the, just the fucking craziness of that guy. And it was so funny. I'm gonna have to do it back to back. I mean, I've heard the room, but I haven't watched yeah. it. And so. you really don't even have to watch it again. Just like watch a few scenes on YouTube to get you refreshed. Okay. I mean, honestly, you don't even have to watch it. They'll they'll fill you in. Fantastic. All right, dude. Well, let's wrap this fucker up. We let's are up, uh, right right there. What's that? Said wrap it up, B. Wrap it up, B. Thanks for being on, Broski. Yeah, man. Thanks yeah. for having me. We'll have you on again. Thanks, Andrew. Soon. So. Thank you, Andrew. We appreciate your Ooh, time. My nips. Ooh. My nips. Ooh. Uh, I show a little love to the producer. Well, yeah, I love uh, Andrew. This guy yeah, couldn't do it without him. Usually I just get spit on by Neil. Yeah, usually Neil just spits <laughs> on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you'll meet Neil, hopefully, sometime soon. Yeah. He bailed on us tonight. Yeah, I was hoping to tonight, but, you know, I mean, people like to bail on commitments. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 Damn, son. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Definitely tune in soon. We'll drop this episode. So today is Wednesday. We'll try to drop it tomorrow on Thursday, Friday morning at the latest. Right, Drew? Yeah, it'll get it'll get out when it gets out. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's a free podcast, motherfuckers. Uh... Hold tight for next week. Please tune in next week. Uh, Ryan Lewis is our guest. Ryan is also part of the stateside family. He's in town for Christmas. And, uh, yeah, we'll cover a lot of stuff. And ma- I might even wear a Santa, Santa hat next week. Shit. Check you out. What do you think about that? Ugly sweater. Might do that. Maybe. Ugly sweater. Yeah. A little midriff sweater. Yeah, we'll get Andrew nice and drunk. Some eggnog and rum. I might even take advantage of him. Let's do it. No windows in here. Yeah. Sealed off. Sealed. Turn off that heat. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We love you. Catch you on the next one. Bye. Later.
Hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Mo, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Again.